0: Coming up on the Clip Notes podcast, week eight pregame show. Mid-Buck won last week's Battle of the Buchanans, but can they keep focused on a goal of the KCI championship? We'll talk to Coach Fritz about this week's game against Plattsburgh. Plus, also Coach Todd Dunn got his 200th career victory last week. We'll talk to him about that in this week's game against East Buck. And we have Regional Radio KKWK's Chris Ward to talk about all the matchups in the KCI and the GRC and this week's Cliff Notes Podcast, Week 8 Pregame Show. Welcome everybody to the Cliff Notes Podcast. I'm your host, Clifton Grooves. This is segment two where we take a look at the KCI and the GRC 11-man divisions. Let's not waste any time. Let's run down some scores from Week 7. And the high-anticipated battle of the Buchanans, it was mid-Buchanan who came on top for the fourth straight time, defeating East Buchanan 49-21, Lawson in a close win over Latham 14-12, Hamilton 35, Plattsburgh 14, and West Platte 48, North Platte 20. And the GRC South Harrison took control of their own destiny in the Grand River Conference by defeating Milan 26-7, Princeton over Polo 36-6. Maysville had a close one over Trenton 22 20, and Gallatin 48, Putnam County 8. Let's take a look at some state rankings in the area. In class 5, we got Platt County at number 6. In class 4, we got Smithville at number 6, and receiving votes is the Savannah Savages. In class 3, receiving votes are the Maryville Spoofhounds. In class 2, at the number 4 position, it's the St. Pius 10th Warriors. And then in Class 1, Mid-Buck remains the number 1 team, while East Buck remains the 7th team, despite losing to Mid-Buck last week. South Harrison comes in at 9, and Milan comes in at number 10. Before we run down everything with Week 8, let's take a quick break real quick, and we'll be right back when we run down the KCI standings and this week's matchups. And we're back here on Segment 2 of the Week 8 pregame show. Let's, let's run down some standings at the KCI Conference. Remaining undefeated is Mid Buchanan. There are five and zero in the league and seven and zero overall this season. East Buchanan's at four and one and five and five and one this season. of four and one of the conference four two overall. Hamilton at three two four and three. West Platt is three and three three four. Plattsburgh is 1-4 in the conference, 3-4 overall. Lathrop at 0-4 in the KCI conference, and then 0-5 in the 2020 season, and then North Platte 0-5, 0-6 overall. Let's run down the schedule real quick in the KCI conference. We got Plattsburgh at mid-Buchanan. Plattsburgh is going to take their shot at dethroning the number one Dragons. We had an opportunity to talk with Plattsburgh coach Ross Rosenbaum about that his relationship with Coach Fritz, and last week's game against Hamilton. Let's get that interview with Coach Rosenbaum right now. And we're here on the Cliff Mills Podcast Week 8 pregame show. We got Plattsburgh Head Coach Ross Rosenbaum with us. How you doing, Coach?
1: Doing well, man. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. Doing good. Nice to um, nice to talk to you again. So.
1: Yeah, yeah pleasure's mine. I appreciate the coverage.
0: Oh, absolutely. Coach, um... Let's talk about last week's game against, uh, Hamilton, not a, not a little bit of a rough night on the scoreboard there. Um, can you break down that game for me real quick?
1: Yeah. You know, the, the final score definitely not indicative of, of, uh, competitiveness throughout that whole ball game. Um, you know, we came out, we had a pretty good, uh, defensive and offensive game plan put together and, um, we were able to come out and get on the board first. Um, took an early six, nothing least, uh, you know, held them to a three and out. We went for a, a blocked punt that kinda of didn't go our way. They were able to avoid the block and end up turning into a first down that led to their first points of the night. And we kind of we kind of battled back and forth and um uh you know, we were able to score again and they were able to score right before the half. So it was fourteen to fourteen going into the half. Um, you know, and I think in the second half it's the lack of numbers that we have kind of caught up to us. Uh we got a little tired. We got a lot of guys, um I mean in fact all eleven of our guys pretty much don't come off the field. Uh, we're down to about 16, 15 total um, that are playing for us on Friday night. So, you know, a little bit of an experience and, and some, um, you know, we, we let the momentum get away from us and we let that snowball one bad possession to another. And uh, we weren't able to really get it going again um, offensively in the second half till late. So, uh, you know, but defensively, I thought we did a heck of a job. Um, you know, we missed a couple of tackles and they got a great running back over there and he, he made his post for it. But you know, it was a pretty competitive football game. They scored a couple late when we had the, the youngest guys that we got in the game, and um, that kind of got away from us. But I was pleased with the effort and proud of the boys, and I thought they they executed what we wanted to do for the most part. Um, We just got to learn how to finish out football games.
0: Uh, There you go, Coach. That's always a good thing, you know, when your kids are, uh, you know, giving effort, you know, no matter what the score is. Um, Coach, um, I want to ask you a little bit of a question before we get on to Mid-Buchanan, the opponent. Um, Obviously, um, you were teammates with um, Aaron Fritz, the um, head coach of Mid-Bucks. On that 2005 championship team with Cameron, um, talk about um, your relationship with Coach Tripp a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so actually, I, I moved in after the '05 season uh, would have been the semester after, so our junior year. But yeah, I've known him since we were juniors in high school. We played together that next season, and we spent that whole off season together. So I've uh, been friends for a long time. Um, we we're teammates. We hung out quite a bit outside of school and um you know, he used to find one of us at somebody's one of the other's house, right? So we've been close for a while and you know, I, I probably the first coach to reach out to me, um, not just to congratulate me, but to let me know um if I needed anything to to let him know and you know you get that sometimes and it's cliche. He isn't that way, man. He he in fact he kinda blew my phone up until I until I reached out to him, you know, just to let me know he was here and, you know, he was a young head coach himself and and especially in the KCI. So it's always been – it's been nice to have a friend like that in the conference and somebody that – you know, not normally good buddies with with the opposing coach, but um, him and I kind of go back and forth and and we rib each other a little bit. But nothing about Aaron and and he's done a heck of a job getting that program going. And, um, you know, I I, I appreciate the fact that I can lean on him whenever I need something. And and I think he knows uh, if if there's something I can help him with that he can always – me a call and he's done that as well so it's been really nice to kind of you know get our friendship going again and then um have have that there to help us as a tool for coaching
0: well coach um let's talk about mid-buchanan the opponent on the football field now obviously you know we all know you know this team is 7-0 on the year um number one in the state um talk about what you've seen from them as far as on film and stuff and um what can we expect from this game on friday
1: yeah, they're number one in the state for a reason. That's a really good football team over there. Very well coached, very disciplined. Um, they are. They have a ton of experience, and they play really fast. And, and you know, the, speed of the game comes whenever you have experience and you know what your job and what's expected of you. So, uh, you know, offensively, they got some really explosive kids. Uh, the quarterback they have down there, you know, there aren't many that can do what he does, and, and he's a heck of a football player. Um, sometimes even when they're wrong, he makes them right, and, and that, that always makes a team hard to stop offensively. Uh, he's got a lot of weapons too and the running kid and Yellowstone boy um and a couple others. You know, you could probably name every one of their skilled guys because they 'cause they're gonna have great numbers. And um up front they get off the ball, they work to the whistle, they know who they you know, who their job is and defensively they rally to the football. Um they play a you know a three five three base and they and they're making sure their guys are in the right gaps and they're reading their correct reads and they get there really fast and Um, And it ain't just one of them getting to the ball. They get all 11 to it, and and they take pride in that. So they force a lot of turnovers. They fly around. They're fun to watch, Um, to be frank. You know, I've been coaching against them now for two years, seeing film on them for the last three. And um, it's hard for them not to be a football fan, though, because they're doing it the right way down there. And and those kids have bought in. And everything they're having success with is is purely due to their hard work and what their their coaches have asked of them. And, um, you know, so Friday night, I think – you'll you're going to see a team we're going to come out we're going to compete we're going to try to get better as a football team we're going to focus on the little things and um you know we're not going to lay down we're going to make them earn it but uh it's going to be a heck of a a battle um, or hill to climb i should say well coach
0: i want to thank you so much for coming on again coach Um, it was nice to have talked to you a few weeks back and um good luck to you and your kids on friday
1: no i appreciate it anytime man
0: Thank you so much, Coach Rosenbaum, for joining the show. As we always do, we always have an opportunity to talk with Bibby Cannon, Head Coach Aaron Fritz. We talk about last week's game against East Buck, and then the same thing, his relationship with Coach Rosenbaum and this week's game against Plattsburgh. Let's go with our weekly conversation with Coach Fritz right now. We're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast, Week 8 pregame show. We're back with a good friend of the show, Bibby Cannon,
2: Head Coach Aaron Fritz is
0: with us. How are you doing, Coach?
2: I'm doing all right, my man. How are you?
0: Uh, I'm doing great coach. Uh, another week, another week, we're moving on. Um, coach, 49 to 21, a big victory for your kids over East Buchanan and the battle of the bucks. Coach, just talk about the game a little bit.
2: Oh, uh, well, I mean, that's, it's a, it's a very good win for us. It's a good win for our program. Uh, we, we uh, came out right away and, and scored and did some good things. And then they, they went down and scored a little bit after that and, um, then we traded possessions for a little bit, and they got us to punt a couple times and did a lot of good things. And we were able to make some adjustments, and then really got on a roll in that second quarter, uh, kind of like we have been this year. We've done a really nice job in the second quarter, and and really kind of blew the game open. and Then uh, come out in the second half, get a stop, punch another one in, and I was I was I was pleased that we could pull the guys out and start pulling guys out and doing some different things, and and getting some different kids in because we had that running clock rolling again. And um, you know they they punched two touchdowns in on our 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 reserved guys our monday night guys and that's fine but uh we we were still able to hang on and, and the score uh hang on to the score and what we did and it was it was just a good win for us everybody got to play again um we found a way that we found a way to go on the road and get a win that's not a good place to play and you know there were some things that happened and our kids didn't retaliate and i was i was really proud of little things like that because it's just a tough place to play and when when other things are going on that we can't control. I was proud of our kids for hanging in there and, and not retaliating. Like I said, so it was, it was a really good night for us.
0: Well, Coach, I got a couple questions about the game. Um, let's talk about some stats here real quick here. A um, couple of your kids had really standout games, especially in the first half. Um, of course, you know, Javen Noyes uh, had 286 yards pass. He got five touchdowns through the air. Had another one on the ground. And then um, Rollins, Brent Lane, Ellison had big games in the receiving game too. Just talk about your kids just, you know, kids
2: like that stepping up in a big game like this? Oh, I, I mean, we, we have great kids, Cliff. We really do. And, and they, they, they buy in and do what we ask them to do and, and do it with tremendous effort. And um, those guys be the first to tell you that it, it starts with their teammates and their teammates are doing a lot of good things, which allow them to look good. And, and, uh, and they're exactly right. And I, like, I, I mean, you saw Lane's comments in the paper. He said the same type of stuff. They, they, they just want to help each other out and do the best they can for each other. And, um, they, they really did step up. Rollins had a heck of a game. Um, we've, we started getting him a couple more carries, and I think that's helped us get him more touches because that kid needs more touches. He's a good football player, and, and he does a lot of good things when he has the ball. And uh, Javen did a good job of spreading it around to people and getting people touches. Um, Blake Hunter had a really nice game for us. He hadn't played a ton of receiver until this year, and he did a really nice job on Friday and did some good things there too. So um, all our guys do a tremendous job of blocking, protecting, loving on each other, and, and it's just it's – a, it's a good game for us when a lot of people are getting involved and a lot of people are celebrating um, positive things their teammates are doing. Well, absolutely,
0: definitely. When you have kids like that, you're definitely going to go a long way, Coach. Um, but, Coach, let's move on to the next game now. We only got a couple more weeks left of the regular season and we hit playoff time. A couple KCI games left at home. The first one is against um, Plattsburgh this week against a um, good friend of yours, Ross Rosenbaum, who was a former teammate of yours at Cameron talk about um, your relationship with Ross and um, talk about Plattsburgh as far as the scouting report and um, what can we expect on Friday
2: well I mean I've, I've known Ross for a long time we, we graduated high school together a good friend great man great coach does a good job for those kids and and, and loves them and cares about them and um, you can see it on film man they, they play hard for him and they're they're doing what he's asking them to do and you know they're a little short on numbers right now and and it's probably hurting them a little bit, especially as games wear on because they wear down just for lack of subs and things. But um, man, they're playing hard and they gave, they gave Hamilton all they wanted for a long time. So they're, they're obviously a good football team. They're well coached and they're disciplined. And I mean, I love Ross. He's a good friend. I, I talk to him at least weekly, if not a couple times a week, whether we're playing or not, we just talk about football. We talk about life. Him and I both teach special education. So we talk about school and things like, like that. And it's just, it's good to have a, a friend like him in the conference who we can just talk to each other about things and bounce ideas off of each other. We, we don't play the rivalry or give each other a hard time about who beats who or things like that. We really try to work together and do the best we can for our kids. So um, I I love Ross and I'm I'm excited to see him on Friday. And um, like I said, as far as Plattsburgh goes, they play hard, they play fast. They're going to give us a forefront, a four, two look. They're going to make sure they keep everything in front of them with their coverage on defense and on offense. They're going to try to run the ball and And they haven't run it super successfully this year, but when they do, they've been really good. And, um, you know, something that stands out for them, man, is they have a really good quarterback-receiver combo. Four their quarterback, I think it's Carter, really good. And number five, the receiver, he's tall, lanky, fast kid. And they do a really good job of getting those two involved as much as they can. So uh, we're going to have to do a really good job of matching up, finding their best players, and and doing the little things right if we want to go out and give ourselves a chance to compete. Well,
0: absolutely, Coach. Uh, Again, congratulations on your uh, victory last week. I happened to – I was there in person, so that was definitely really good to see you guys in person there. Um, Coach, thank you so much again for coming on the show every single week, Um, just coming on and just being a good part of the show. And uh, good luck to you and the boys on Friday.
2: Cliff, appreciate it, brother. Thanks for having me, and and we'll, we'll talk to you soon, man. Always a
0: great opportunity to catch up with Aaron Fritz of the mid Buchanan Dragons. Next up, it's East Buchanan at Lawson. We had an opportunity to catch up with both Coach Dan Ritter from East Buck and Todd Dunn of Lawson. We're going to begin with our conversation with Coach Dan Ritter. That starts right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes podcast, week eight pregame show. we got East Buchanan Bulldog head coach Dan Ritter with us. How you doing, Coach?
3: Doing really good, sir.
0: Um, coach, um, last week, um, Suffered your, suffered your guys' first loss last week against um, Mid-Buchanan. Just, um, just walk us through the game, Coach.
3: Well, there's not a whole lot to say. The first quarter, we hung with them and kind of dictated the pace of the game, at least, even though we gave up some big plays. But uh, the second quarter, they, they poured it on us, and, and we weren't ready to adjust. And they used their speed in ways that we couldn't adapt to. So the game got pretty out of hand there. By the time we hit halftime, uh, the second half, you mostly saw our, our junior varsity doing some work. So uh, we definitely have a long ways to go. We talked at halftime about uh, the things we need to do as a team to get better and, and overcome those mental mistakes that we had. Uh, hats off, obviously, to Aaron Fritz and his staff. They did a great job. Um, we were just addressing the things that we could fix, and there definitely were some uh, glaring mistakes that, that we could take care of Uh, mistakes that are correctable
0: well coach you got an opportunity this week to um, correct some of those mistakes this week um you get an opportunity to move on to the next game it's a it's a road game at lawson um this is a team that's been on a winning streak here for the past several weeks and um a team that's been pretty much in the hunt in the kci um talk about what you've seen um from the 2020 lawson team and uh, what can we expect on friday
3: well We've analyzed their players and, and their offensive scheme. Not a whole lot changes with Lawson. They they put some good athletes in, in key positions of their offense, and they and they run downhill hard. And right when you think you got them stopped in the run, then they'll hit you with a, a gash in the pass game. That's kind of their style. It, it's always been their style. And uh, we're going to have to be ready for it. They are, they're fast in the backfield. They got some guys that can really um, get after us. But, uh, but we do have a, a key component back this week that should help us, and, and uh, we are more suited for the ground and pound teams as of right now than, than the spread. So we're happy to kind of go back to what we're, we're better at, but uh, you know hats off to Lawson and their four-game win streak. They've, they've obviously proven that uh, they deserve to be in the hunt in our conference.
0: And absolutely, you know, Lawson's Lawson's been a really good team for a long time, you know, and um, I know you guys are, uh, I know you guys have been really good for a long time too, and you got this program going in the right direction. So um, I know this will be a great football game on Friday. And um, Coach, I want to thank you so much again, you know, for taking time every single week to come on the show, um, take a few minutes of your time. It really, truly is appreciated. I love interviewing you, and um, I want to wish you and your boys good luck on Friday.
3: Well, thank you sir i appreciate
0: it thank you so much coach ritter for joining the show um like i said we also had an opportunity to talk with head coach todd dunn we get to know his story a little bit since he's a first time guest on the podcast talk about last week's game against lathrop winning game number 200 and looking ahead to this week's game against the bulldogs here's our conversation with lawson coach todd dunn we're here on the cliff Notes podcast uh, week eight pregame show we got lawson head coach todd dunn with us how you doing coach
4: Doing great. Just got back from a JV game, so kind of sitting down to watch some uh, Monday Night Football.
0: Oh, there you go, Coach. That's always the uh, that's always the best part of it. Um, coach, um, one thing that we like to do um, for our first-time guests is really get to know the coach a little bit, who Coach Dunn is, um, your coaching career, and how you got to Lawson.
4: Okay. Um, well... I grew up in Macon, Missouri. My dad was a football coach there for forty years, so that that kind of put it in my genes a little bit uh I went to Southwest Missouri State and fortunately got to got to coach while I was there a little bit at a school called Greenwood Laboratory School that's right on the campus um so that's kind of where I got my start and then uh I got hired as an assistant at South Shelby High School in 1991, and then I took over as the head coach in 93, from 93 to 96, and we were 15 and 15, and uh, then kind of met my wife, who was in the in the same conference, and we kind of wanted to make a move, maybe small town outside of uh, one of the cities, and we found ourselves at Lawson. I'd I'd love to go into that whole story, but that's a whole <laughs> that's a whole different story. It was we we call that fate that we were that we were here because uh, she got offered a job before I did because they didn't have any openings and and uh, so she turned it down and then all of a sudden they had a PE opening and fortunately the person who had accepted her job backed out so that's how we ended up at Lawson and I was an assistant under John Gasman from uh 96 to 99 and uh he was a, a great football coach. I I always I always tell people and I and I say this seriously that if he would have decided to stay, he went on to become the athletic director and and uh, that's how I got the job. But if he would have decided to stay and he was still coaching, I'd still be his assistant because those were some great times. And uh, he he kind of left it on a silver platter for me. We were – I took over in 2000 and we were loaded up and uh, lost one game that season. Unfortunately, it was a game that knocked us out of out of districts. We actually – had to win our last game by nine, I think, and we won by seven. So we were leaving after a win crying and they were leaving after a loss cheering because they were going on to the playoffs. But, uh, you know, then I've been the head coach since 2000 to now. And, uh, we've been very fortunate, been very fortunate to have some, uh, great, great kids, obviously, because, as i say i haven't I haven't won a game since nineteen eighty six or nineteen eighty five the last time that I played last time that I hit or tackled anybody or blocked anybody but uh we've had a great run of kids we've had excellent assistant coaches, and that's made my job really easy and really fun
0: well coach um, let's talk about some of the kids real quick um for those who haven't been to a Lawson football game um who would be some of the kids that they would hear about on Friday nights?
4: Well, it's like I say this this year, this season we are. I mean, we're pretty balanced. We don't we don't have what you would call a bunch of a bunch of stars. We don't we don't have anybody with any real gaudy stats. I mean, um, probably on defense, uh, James Sindrich. He's our nose guard. And he's a kid that that you hear his name a lot because he's just all over the field. I mean he is a he's a sideline to sideline player as the nose guard and has been just a big a big part of our of our defense. Um Grant Thomas is our quarterback, so of course you always you always hear about the quarterback. Zach Marquez has played really well for us at the the tailback position but again i almost I almost hate to even mention any individuals because we we are truly if we win it's because the team played very well because we just we don't have that one guy that we can we can lean on that you know we're just going to give the ball 25 times a game or we're going to throw it up 25 times a game we just we just don't have that which is Which is really good in some ways because nobody can just, they can't, they can't just sit there and key on, on one player. But, uh, I'm just really proud of our whole group because we've come a long way. We started out, we missed the first game because of, uh, you know, the, the darn issues that are, that are going around. And then we played the second game with, a bunch of kids out with about eight players and probably seven starters out. So we got our, got our tails kicked pretty good, but, but got a lot of experience for some young kids that, uh, that we probably didn't expect to see the field very much this year. And, and then game three, we had just gotten some guys back in the middle of the week and we play mid buck. So, you know, probably the, the, the pick to win the conference from the beginning of the year because of the players that they had back. So, I mean, we started out, we, we were going to run the gauntlet anyway, we were supposed to open up with Oak Grove and then Higginsville and then mid buck. So it was going to be a gauntlet for us anyway. But uh, with the situation that we had, it made it even worse, but it's made us better as the season has gone on because we had some of those kids that, Got experience, and that gave us some depth because we're not very deep. this is probably the smallest squad that we've had since I've been at Lawson, and you know it it actually helped us develop some depth going through those struggles early so uh we've been we've been getting better every week we've been fortunate enough to win the last four, but uh we've squeaked by a couple of those. And and gotten some good breaks in a couple of those. So we're going to have to keep getting better if uh, we're going to get where we want to get by the end of the year.
0: Well, Coach, uh, you were talking about getting better before the end of the year. Um, you just ran down probably the first two games, potentially three games you were supposed to play. Uh, those three teams that were on your schedule, we're talking about Oak Grove, Lafayette County, and Mid Buck. Those are three really, really good football teams, three state-ranked football teams. But let's move on to more positive um results here. You guys have won four straight games. Four straight games in the conference. Um do you guys feel like really you know you guys are really starting to get better in these four games, really starting to maybe hit your stride a little bit?
4: Well, yeah, I think I mean I think we have. We we got some confidence in the the West Platte game. We didn't we didn't play really well. And they beat us all over the field as far as the stat book goes, but we made enough plays to win. I mean, we we got a couple takeaways in key in key situations. We returned a kickoff for a touchdown, and we got through that one with a win with a team that that is a really good team and was a bad matchup for us because they were they were big and physical and. We're more small and quick, and they just kind of pounded it right at us. But I think our kids got some confidence because they fought through that and they played tough. Because we had – I think our kids were even questioning themselves on on how tough and physical we could actually be after those first couple games. But uh, that one gave us some confidence that, hey, we can, we can come through a tough game even when we were probably outplayed most of the game, we can find a way to win. And then uh, against Plattsburgh, we we got a little better. We started doing things a little bit better on the offensive side, uh, getting a little bit more consistency. And then against North Platte, the same thing. Just it just kind of built up. Our offense kind of got untracked in the North Platte game. Our defense has played has played really well in the past four games. I mean they. They really haven't given up a whole lot. Friday night against Lathrop, they played lights out until very end of the game. We had a, we had one big run against us, and then we had a big pass play that got them down in there. But but before that, I mean, I think they gave up per, two first downs in the first half. So they've been playing really well. So that's what we've been leaning on. And then our special teams have been solid all year. That's That's one thing that we kind of pride ourselves on is that our special teams we've got to win every time. And then if the offense or the defense takes care of their business, we're gonna win because we're gonna win two out of two out of three phases. But uh they've done a really good job and I'm really proud of those guys. But but again, I whether we've hit our stride, I don't know because we're we're still really we're still really inconsistent. I mean we've offensively there are times that it looks like we can just move the ball at will. And then we, we do something to shoot ourselves in the foot, either turn the ball over or have a big penalty at the wrong time. And, you know, those are things that, that good football teams can't do or you can't do against good football teams. So, you know, that's, that's where we've got to continue to get better, but there's no doubt our kids have gotten a lot more confidence in the last four weeks, I mean, the way they practice is different they're They're a little looser. I think early they were tight as a drum. they were just scared because not very many of them had been on the varsity field on a Friday night. so I think now we've we've kind of gotten through that so now this this would be the next big test against a really good football team, so uh you know we're gonna see where we are we're gonna see how much we've improved.
0: Well, Coach, let's talk about this next game real quick. It's against East Buchanan, um, one of the top teams in the conference, right up there with you guys in mid-buck. Um, talk about as far as um, strategy and as far as what you've seen on film from the Bulldogs and uh, what can we expect from this football game on Friday?
4: Well, they I mean, they're a little bit different team than they've been in the past. They've got a, They've got basically a whole new coaching staff, and they've done an excellent job. I mean, They've got uh, they've got size up front. I mean, they're they're a physical football team. They uh, they can pound the ball at you more than what they used to. I mean, they used to just spread you out, and, and they might throw it forty times a game. Um, and they were more a sideline to sideline type of team, where where this team can can do that, but they can also just pound it right down your throat and and then defensively again they've got size up front that's hard to move and then their guys behind it fly around on defense so uh you know they're they're a really good football team i mean didn't really know what to expect from them this year because they're they're still they're still pretty young and they've got some young ones coming too in the next in the next several classes but uh they have gelled really well obviously you just have to look at their record I mean, they got beat by one team and that team has beat the tar out of everybody. So um, they're just really good. We're, we're going to have to, we'll by far have to play our best game of the year. If we're going to have a chance to beat them.
0: Well, coach, I want to wish you and your uh, boys of good luck on the game on Friday. And um, I want to thank you so much for um, coming on the show and um, joining me here taking a few minutes out of your time. And um, I want to congratulate you and, for coaching um, your 200th victory last Friday night. I want to congratulate you on that, and um, good luck to you and your boys on Friday.
4: Well, I sure appreciate it. And uh, like I say, any attention our guys can get or our school can get is is good for us because, you know, the, the kids, especially this year, are going through so many things, and it's just sometimes it just doesn't seem right. But, uh, you know, football is kind of one of the normal things they can do. So if they get some attention for doing that, then I, I really appreciate it. And I, I appreciate your call and uh, anytime.
0: I'm always glad to do it. I'm always glad to put your kids in the, um, in the forefront there, coach. Um, Thank you so much for joining and good luck to you and your boys on Friday.
4: All right. I sure appreciate it. Thank you a bunch.
0: All right, coach. I appreciate that so much. I know you probably want to, um, I know- thank you so much to Lawson coach, Todd Dunn for joining the show coach. Congratulations. on will win number 200 again. Um, we at Lawson this Friday night. Let's get into the other two games of the KCI conference. It's West Platte and Hamilton. That game will be on 100.1 KKWK. We'll talk to Chris Ward here in just a second. And the other game of the KCI conference is Lathrop at North Platte. Like I mentioned just a second ago, we got Chris Ward on here. Also, he comes on weekly. Um, we talk about that West platte Hamilton game. We talk about um, East Buck and Lawson. We talk about a couple of other things. Here's our um, interview with Chris Ward right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast, Week Eight Pre Game Show. We got my man from 100.1 Regional Radio KKWK, Chris Ward. Chris, how you doing? Hey, I'm good, buddy. How's do you doing? I'm uh, doing great. Doing great. Um, Chris, obviously you and me, we were at the same place last Friday night in Gower. Um walk us through that game and anything else in week seven that really stood out to you.
5: Oh, man, me, you, and everybody in the brother were at that game on Friday night. That was, uh, that was, a, that was pretty neat to see. Uh, you talk about fantastic environments, first off. Hats off to both communities for getting out there and supporting these kids. And uh, it's awesome they're getting a chance to play, first off. Uh, second off, uh, how cool is it we get a game of that magnitude, one versus seven, two unbeaten teams going at it. I mean, it, it was everything you'd hope it would be as far as the, the atmosphere and the hype and the, the crowd was into it, at least at the beginning. Uh, Buck did a pretty good job of taking the East Buchanan side out of it there uh, pretty early on. Uh, I thought it was a pretty good game early on. I really uh, liked East Buchanan's game plan of uh, kind of taking their time in the huddle, coming out really late in the play clock, running up to the line of scrimmage, and changing it up and going double wide and run-based and all that. Uh I also liked Mid Buck's answer in the fact that they just blew him out in the second quarter and took them out of that game plan and made it a kind of a track meet, which I thought uh, Mid Buchanan had the advantage in. Uh, two kids that really stood out to me off the, the Mid Buchanan side, Lane Ellison. That kid, he went off with a great night offensively. He played really well defensively. Uh, Rollins Brandt does not get enough pub uh, for this Mid Buchanan team. That kid was everywhere on Friday night. Uh, defensively especially he and he's been doing that all season he leads them in sacks uh i don't have the official numbers now but i know going into the game he had seven i think he had one in the game on friday night so i think i believe he has eight all the season uh that kid is has been everywhere in the two times i've seen mid buck he was he was a terror against lawson he was a, a terror against uh, east buchanan uh, and i know there's other kids that obviously get a lot of headlines for mid buck but the, those two kids i thought really deserved a, a shout out um, i thought mid buck uh Probably the biggest thing, and the Mize and I have talked about this uh, on Friday nights before, is mid-buck gets that early score and kind of establishes the pace, and then they kind of adjust after they've seen what you do a little bit, and that's when the second quarter really has become big. They kind of have run people out in the second period all season long. You can hear Coach after the games talk about, well, we we start, we got a good drive, and then we kind of stalled, and then we picked it back up and, and really kind of ran people out. And I thought that's exactly what they did on Friday night, and uh, they took advantage of any East Buchanan mistake, uh, I thought they were very efficient. You looked at the third down numbers, I believe, without having the stat sheet in front of me, they were like seven of 11. And in the first half, there was something like six out of seven on third downs. And I believe they went for it on fourth down that time. And uh, and no, I checked that they did punt in the first half there. Uh, East Buck did get him to punt a couple times. Uh, but uh, six out of seven is insane efficiency, or whatever that number was, it was somewhere right in that ballpark. Uh, I, I was very impressed with Mid Buchanan's efficiency, I was very impressed with uh, the way they had that instinct to step on a throat when they had a chance to do so against a quality team, and that's exactly what East Buchanan is. Uh, for the East Buchanan side of things, obviously uh, it's kind of back to the drawing board a little bit. Uh, I don't think that's loss defines them in any way stretch or form now that is a very very good football team over there uh they just kind of ran into a buzzsaw on a knife that they were hot uh but there's some things I can take away the way they responded in the second half, the way they kept fighting. Uh, obviously it was running clock in the second half. So that was uh, you know something they're not used to, but they kept fighting, kept scrapping uh, that Re- uh, Thompson kid. The receiver is a stud that guy is a big target. and can make some plays. Uh, there's obviously some good things to take away from that game. They were moving the ball there in the first quarter. Uh, it was really more mid B- 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 Buchanan's offense that took East Buchanan's offense out of it because Midbuck buck just kind of burst it out and put them so many points on the board that it forced East Buchanan to get into a bit of a hurry and it forced them out of the, game plan but other than that i was i was pretty impressed with these began and overall i mean you can see it there that that's a good football team and they'll be just fun. well
0: uh i yep absolutely i think everything you said there you hit right on the nail on the head there chris you know like i like I said yeah me you everybody your brother your grandma <laughs> yeah. everybody everybody was there on friday night gower was definitely the place to be well let's move on to week eight now um obviously we'll start uh we'll we'll do a couple kci games um Let's stick with East Buck a little bit. East Buck, they're on the road this week at Lawson. Lawson's won four in a row. They're really starting to get it going now. Um, this is this is going to be a big game for East Buck. Talk about this game real quick.
5: No, this is definitely a big game for both teams. Uh, you're right. Lawson's won four in a row. They just came off a two-point win over the rival uh, Lathrop there. And it was kind of a, uh, as Coach Holt said today when I was chatting with him, was uh, kind of a uh, fighting your brother in a mirror kind of a fight because those two teams are so similar so, and they're rivals and all that. So it was a hard-hitting, uh, very gritty kind of game. Uh, also, hats off to Todd Dunn, win number 200 in that game. That's pretty cool. It's an awesome achievement. The, so he deserves another shout-out for that. Uh, but uh, Lawson's obviously improving. They're getting better each week. They were a young bunch. They graduated a ton And then you you think of what they played coming in. uh, They played a a top-10-ranked Lafayette County-Higginsville team right out of the gates uh, after a COVID week and didn't have all their pieces back in and, and again, graduated a huge class. And then you go next week, you play mid-Buchanan without really any any time to uh, adjust and figure out what mistakes you made and all that kind of stuff. So that's a very tough start. Those are the two losses. After that, they've rattled off four wins, and I I think they have gotten better, especially on the defensive side. They've only given up 40 points in the last – four weeks and nobody has scored, I believe more than 12 in, in that stretch. And that was Lathrop last week. And uh, they scored both of their touchdowns in the fourth quarter late in that ball game. Uh, so that's uh, especially defensively. Lawson has come a long way. That'll be an interesting matchup to me because Lawson can play good defense. Uh, East Buchanan is a very good offense. I'll be interested to in see how they bounce back. I, I got a feeling they're going to bounce back very hungry and uh, kind of angry. If, if you will, uh, sounds like they uh, have addressed some things this week in chat with coach Ritter on Wednesday. Um, I think that it's it's a uh, it's a big game for them in regards that they got to come out and play a, a tough gritty kind of ball game. Um, they kind of had to play that type of game against Hamilton. Responded pretty well in that game. This will be kind of a similar matchup. Uh, obviously, different things that the Lawson and Hamilton like to do, but similar in their makeup and how they like to do things. And, and Hamilton gave East Buck a good game for up until what was it? Tied or one point game with seven minutes left or whatever it was. Uh, I look for something similar. I, I imagine Lawson keeps East Buchanan down and scoring just a little bit more than Hamilton was able to. Uh, but uh, this is going to be a big matchup, big for both teams. Again, uh, Lawson kind of ascending. East Buck, it's cur- I'm curious to see how they bounce back and how they respond to, to last week.
0: Oh, absolutely. That's definitely going to be big. But then um, let's go to another KCI game. This is going to be the final one we're going to be talking about. Your game of the week on 100.1. It is um, West Platte-Hamilton. This is a real interesting football game. When you look at it, Up with two teams in the middle of the pack. These two teams may not be able to jump to the front of the pack, at least this year, but these are two teams in the middle of the pack, almost in the same position. So I think this is going to be a real interesting game. Talk about this one.
5: Yeah, this is definitely an intriguing matchup. Uh, West Platts, a, kind of uh, Coach Newstead's the newcomer, quote unquote, uh, of, amongst the newcomers, anyway, uh, of coaches to the KCI. He's a familiar name if you know the coaching ranks, but uh, he he's kind of renewed the uh, the spirit in West Platts, and that's uh, as you know from back in the day, that's a proud football tradition. Danny Brown had those guys playing for state titles, et cetera. I mean, it was year in and year out. West Platt was a powerhouse, uh, so he's kind of reignited that spark, whatever it was uh, that was missing here the last few years. He's kind of gotten them fired up again. And I know they've had some injuries, especially at quarterback. So they've kind of changed some things that they're doing and how they're doing it. But they are a smash mouth team at this point. They've got some good size. Uh, They're a team that can run the ball very well. uh, And and they play a a good, solid brand of defense if you look over the last handful of scores. Uh, So I'm interested to see them. I haven't gotten to lay eyes on them. It's not a coach I talk to on a day in, day out basis. Uh, but it's been uh, getting ready, and well, I've seen a couple tapes on them and getting ready for some other people, and I'm, I'm intrigued to see them in, in person, and I think it's going to be a great matchup against Hamilton, because that's exactly what Hamilton is, a team that wants to rely on, on their guys in the trench. They want to rely on Sawyer Morrow to be the running back and, and kind of carry the ball, get to the outside, use his speed. He's one of the fastest guys in the KCI, so get him to the outside, let him run, and then Tucker Ross, obviously, is a, gr- a pretty good quarterback for their system, and the fact he can run the ball, he's really good at the option, makes good decisions. He can throw the ball a little bit, too. He can spin it. Uh, he's got some decent receivers out there that's obviously not what they want to do uh so I, i'm intrigued to see this may be a very quick moving game with the, the way these two offenses operate but it's it's uh, it, 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 uh... It's, a, it's an intriguing matchup for sure. And as you said, they're both right there in the middle of the pack, both right about the 500 mark, both of them trying to play, trying to get a home game in the districts. And, and that's something we haven't really talked about on the show. We're in week eight. Uh, that's, uh, you know, two weeks from now, we're talking districts, and it's do or die time. So these games really are important for both these teams. They're in different districts, but they're both right there in the middle of the pack of those districts. I mean, the conference is, you know, gone. Don't worry about that now. Try to get that home game in districts. So, uh, you know, you got to be in the top four. To get that home game. So this this type of game becomes ultimately important for both of these teams.
0: Oh, absolutely. Definitely be a fun one. We're going to be focusing a little bit more on district starting next week and going forward. So that will definitely be uh, that will definitely be fun to talk about. But West Pine Hamilton uh, this Friday night, 100.1, um starts at five o'clock with the uh, I'll say it right this time, the Highway 36 Auto and Diesel Friday night live pregame show at five o'clock. Chris is on the air about 6:45, 6:50, depending on how long coaches' interviews go, and then you can hear Chris for about four or five hours on your Friday night.
5: <laughs> that's a, that's way too much, Chris Ward, on a Friday night. I'll say that, but uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in, and it's a fun show to put together, and uh, it's a, it's a lot of fun talking to everybody and uh, you know the coaches and the other media members and stuff. It's it's a lot of fun to do it. Love high school football, so it's a uh, it's uh, I hope it comes through on the air a little bit
0: absolutely absolutely it will definitely it will i listen every single week um chris thank you so much for coming on again um we'll talk to you again next week and uh good luck on the call in hamilton appreciate it buddy thank you always a huge thank you to chris Ward from regional radio kkwk for coming on the show um you can catch west planet hamilton this week on 100.1 on your fm dial Let's get into some standings in the GRC eleven-man division. It's South Harrison's controlling their own destiny in the GRC with a five and conference record and six and one overall. Milan four and one, six and one overall. Princeton three and one of the league, and they're four and two. Galton three and two, four and three overall. Polo is two and three in the league, and they're two and five. Maysville one and four in the league, two and five overall. Trenton zero and 0 and five overall, and then Putnam County 0-4 in the GRC, and they are 1-6 on the season. Now, the big game of the GRC this week is South Harrison at Princeton. We had an opportunity to catch up with both South Harrison coach Chris Schoening and Princeton head coach Nathan Powell, but we're going to begin with our conversation with Chris Schoening of South Harrison. Here's our conversation right now. And we're here on the Clifnos podcast, week 8 pregame show. we got South Harrison Creek. Coach Chris Shoning with us. Coach, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Good to have you back for a second straight week. I got your name right this time, and um, <laughs> no
6: but um, And I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I'm on. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, um, always a pleasure, um, Coach. Let's talk about this game from Friday night. Big time win against Milan. Um, it was um, it was a 26 to 7 game against the uh, then number four team in the state. Um. They were right up there in the GRC standings, and now um, you guys have pretty much put yourselves in the driver's seat. Um, talk about this game.
6: Um, It was fun. It was exciting. Um, it kind of lived up to the hype. You know, a lot of people were wanting to come see this game, listen to it, um, and it was a hard-fought battle. Uh, you know, they're big up front. They got a good quarterback. They got good running backs, and um, that was something we hadn't really seen yet. We hadn't seen a big physical – line like they have so that was uh something we had to get accustomed to right away uh but i thought our boys handled it really well for the most part uh we came out um first drive was going well we got a couple stupid penalties um kind of got us behind the chains and ended up having to punt but um uh, other than that other than the penalties we really i thought played well and some of those penalties i was I didn't think we did, but, you know, the refs see a lot more than I do. So um, that's just the way it goes sometimes. Uh, but I thought overall, you know, defense played extremely well, um, especially the second half. Uh, you know, they, they got a score on us kind of early. You know, we scored first. They came back and scored, um, put them up seven to six. And then I think we scored right away off of that and answered it, which was huge. I thought that was a big momentum shift for us That kind of, you know, when they got that score on us and went up momentum, you kind of felt shift towards their way. But uh, I thought we came back, we answered, I think it was the next, we did a kick return, um, had a decent return. And then last year had like a 60 yard touchdown run. So that was, that was definitely huge. I thought shifted the momentum toward our way. um, And then our defense just kept playing, you know, hard nosed ball. they are doing a lot better that second half of wrapping up, um, tackling especially Dabney. You know he's good, he's a good hard runner. Um, so is Deporto, big strong kid. So uh, we had to we had to do a better job. You know just getting a lot of people around the ball uh, that second half. And I thought we did. I thought the boys were flying around. They're having fun. Um, it, it was just a battle. It was a fun game. It was exciting. Um, and we're probably going to end up seeing them again. I would assume. Um, and it's going to be another fun one. It's going to be another big game that people are going to be excited about. And, you know, we're going to be excited to uh, face the challenge.
0: Absolutely. I told you off the air here that uh, I caught the end of the game uh, on my way back from Gower on Friday. So I was able to see the tail end of that ball game. It was definitely a good win for you guys. Definitely took control of the game. Uh, like I said earlier, took control of the conference, at least for right now for the last couple of weeks of the season. But, Coach, Let's move on to this week. Big game against Princeton this week. Um, Tigers are uh, on a little bit of a run on their own. Um, Talk about um, what you've seen on the um, scouting report from um, Coach Powell's um, Princeton team, and what can we expect on Friday?
6: Yeah, you know, Coach Coach Powell does a really good job with those guys. Um, You know, they play fast. They play aggressive. Um, They got a couple big guys. They're not extremely big up front. They got a couple guys that are, you know, decent size. Uh, that we're gonna have to watch out for and do a good job, you know, getting double teams on and you know just making sure we know who we got. Um, you know, their backers, their backers fly around, man. They get their, they get to the ball quick. So um, we're gonna have to get up to backers too. Um, they do a good job of scraping. Uh, they just, they're physical, you know, they're scrappy, um, they're gritty. Um, that's how Princeton always is. Uh, so we got to bring that same intensity. Um, it's gonna be at their place, so you know they're gonna be jazzed up. I'm um, ready to go. This is always a good game. Uh, the last, you know, four years I've been coaching, it's always been a good game. So uh, we're, ex- we're expecting that. We're expecting a good game. Um, they have been, the games that they've lost, uh, you know, they just didn't have some things go their way. And if they would have, could have been a totally different ball game. So we're definitely not looking past these guys. Uh, we know what they bring. Um, and I think it's going to be another really good game. So we got to come prepared. You know, we just want to get better every week. Um, you know, we're getting towards the tail end of the season here. So we're just trying to fix, you know, the little things here and there. Um, and, you know, just get better every single week, get better every single day. Uh, you know, with this whole COVID thing, you never know when it's when something's going to hit you. So um, we're just we're trying to just play for that week, play for that game. And, you know, that's our goal each week, win that week and go from there.
0: Well, absolutely. I think it's going to be another great game in the GRC. Um, I would not sleep on the Grand River Conference if I were anybody. definitely another great Oh, game absolutely
6: there. not. Yeah.
0: Uh, coach, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show again. Again, congratulations to your boys on the victory last Friday night, and um, good luck to you and your boys on Friday.
6: I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you so much to South Harrison Coach Chris Schoening for coming on the show. Now here's our conversation with Princeton Coach Nathan Powell. We get to know him a little bit. We talk about this week's game against South Harrison. Here's our conversation with Coach Powell right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes podcast week eight Pre-Game show. we got Princeton Tiger head coach Nathan Powell with us. How you doing,
7: Coach? I'm doing fantastic. It's good to be on. Uh, pleasure. Pleasure
0: to have you on. Um, coach, Um, one thing that we'd like to do for our first-time guests is really just to give a little bit of a background. Who Coach Powell is? What your coaching career has been like and how you got here at Princeton?
7: It is, uh, it's been kind of a, a full circle. This is, uh, I, I'm born and raised here in Princeton and, uh, graduated from here in 1996. So kind of getting an old guy now, according to some people, but, um, went to, uh, went to Mizzou and graduated from there. And, uh, I had a degree in, in ag econ and really just didn't, didn't feel like that was what I wanted to be in and, and where I wanted to be. So, uh, I went to Northwest and, and took a couple of years where the courses there and got my certification all set up. And then, uh, I actually started coaching uh, in 2002 at uh, West Platt, just doing junior high. And I was down there for a couple of years, and uh, moved a little bit closer to home. I came up to King City and started out as an assistant there. And I was an assistant for a year there at King City, coaching eight man and doing eight man with the varsity and eleven man with the JV. So it was a little bit of a little bit of two different worlds there, and uh, really got my uh, got my awakening when it came to eight man football. That was a uh, completely different world as far as I was concerned. So. Uh, you know, it, it was an interesting time in King City because it was in, a, in the middle of a transition where they were moving from 8-man to 11-man. And so I coached a couple of years for 8-man, and then we did a couple of years 11-man. Um, and at that point, uh, Chris Holt in Maryville, he was, at, he was the head coach of Maryville at the time, gave me a call and said that uh, he had a, a possible opportunity for me up there. And so I took that shot, and uh, from 2008 through 2018, I was uh, coaching at uh, Maryville High School. I went from – I spent all my time there and uh, on the defensive side of the ball. I was the defensive coordinator there from uh, 2010 through 2018. And then, um, you know, it it always kind of – coming back home to Princeton, it always kind of been something in the back of my mind. And, uh, you know, it just got to the point where we'd had tons tons of success at Maryville. And I, I learned from some of the best coaches you could ever find, Coach Holt, uh, Coach Hafer who was the D.C. there, um, whenever I first got hired. Um, and then as Coach Webb came on in 2012, I really picked up a lot from him as well. And so um, I've been really blessed to be surrounded by a lot of fantastic coaches, you know, not just good X's and O's guys, but good people and, and really kind of showed me, you know, the way it should be done, in, in my opinion. You know, it's, you know, family and faith first, and, and football is just that awesome thing that's in there with those. And, it, and a lot of times, you know, I think we can get a little uh, – little out of sorts with that and put football too high on the priority list but uh, those guys really helped me keep grounded and, and kind of showed me uh, the best way to do it I believe and you know um, Princeton uh, had an opening come up and my wife and I um, my wife's from here as well and and we were looking to kind of get back home and we've got five small kids and uh, ranging from newborn through 12 so um, we got our hands full with that and we really wanted to get back close to family and you know um, Princeton at the time uh, had the opening and, and the facilities were fantastic. The school's on an upswing and it all just kind of fell into place and felt great. And, you know, last year we got rolling and, and here we are in year two. And, you know, it's, uh, it's been a ride for sure.
0: Well, Coach, one thing that really stuck out to me there, what you said was definitely mentorship. I definitely try to keep good mentorship close as far as this podcast is concerned, because absolutely you can't, uh, um, you can quote unquote, absolutely feel yourself when it comes to the, football you know when you start feeling yourself a little too much you get caught up in the game and you forget absolutely
7: what's truly important absolutely so and well, you know um I will say my wife does a fantastic job of uh of managing the thing it's uh she's definitely a football widow whenever football gets started up and with all our with our kids here at home she does an amazing job here at home and you know it's it's definitely something that I've always got in my mind and it's it's something that I really try to keep as a priority is you know, family's got to be number one, and I, I preach that to my kids as well. Uh, you know, if there's something that comes up, family or anything at all, it's football's a tremendous game that we all love. But you know, you cannot let it take over your entire life, and so that's that's something we really try to work on is keep things balanced and and allow people to to reach out and do those other things they really need to do. And then you know, football's always going to be there when they come back.
0: Oh, absolutely, coach. Um, let's talk about some, let's talk about your roster real quick. Let's talk about some of your kids for um, those who have never been to a Princeton football game. Um, who are some of the kids that they would be hearing about on Friday nights if they were to go to a game?
7: Um well we've got we're really really blessed this season. We've got 14 seniors and and we're very very senior heavy with our starters. So um you know the names that you hear a lot um Zeb uh he played some quarterback for us and and he's back out at receiver now. Uh Ben Burwanger and Eli Hinkey are both a couple of running backs that that get a lot of carries for us. Uh, Justin Rhodes is another uh, receiver kind of slot back hit for us that um, it really kind of keeps a good run pass balance for us and then our offensive line um, you know they're, they've done a tremendous job for us Ashton Bent, um, Braden Summers, Dakota Thomas, um, John Burge, Wilbur Walkup, Owen Treffler they uh, they've done a fantastic job for us there and then um, we've got several seniors that are that are able to jump in and they're really kind of our Swiss Army knives where we, uh, we've we got a lot of young kids that we don't really want to throw into the fire just yet, and so we ask, uh, we ask a handful of our seniors to really play like three or four different spots. And so, um, you know, Ethan Glenn is another name that you may not hear a lot of, but he's really kind of invaluable to us because he's playing guard, he's playing tackle, he's uh, playing linebacker, he's playing D-line, he's he's all over the place. And, you know, it's, it's uh, really kind of a jack-of-all-trades for us as, as far as that goes. And so we lean heavily on them. And then um, we've got some underclassmen, Luke Kelly, uh, Logan Smith, uh, Tyler Brown, a freshman that's played quite a bit for us. Um, we, we've got some young kids that we can funnel in there as well. But this year we've been, again, very fortunate to have a really big senior class and and they've done a fantastic job as far as leading the way for our young guys.
0: Well, absolutely. You guys are doing a fantastic job. Let's go over the young season here real quick. You guys are four and two on the year. Those two losses came to really, really two really good football teams in mid Buchanan and Milan. Um, at the time, we don't know what they're ranked. Uh, we don't know what Milan's going to be ranked yet, obviously, with what happened on Friday night. But in, in addition, those are um, your two losses were to two of the top four teams in the state. Um, go And then you guys are on a three-game winning streak. Go over your schedule, really, um, with the start of the season and how you guys got on this three-game winning streak you guys are on. Uh,
7: well, this uh, it's really kind of become the, uh, the tradition now. We start with mid-buck that first week, and, you know if <laughs> i don't know if you could find a tougher team to start with but um we really kind of embrace it with our guys and just say you know a team of that caliber you're they're going to find every weakness you've got and it's going to give you a lot of growth so um they definitely did that to us they were um unquestionably like the sharpest week 1 team i think i've ever seen so uh coach fritz has done a tremendous job with his kids and and obviously you know that was that gave us a lot of a lot of things to work on and a lot of things to look for uh, week two, we, we made a road trip down to uh, Midway, uh, down in Cass County, outside Harrisonville, um, and got a win there. And it was nice because it was a long trip. It, it's a completely unfamiliar opponent. Uh, we haven't played mid, – Midway and Princeton uh, have a history of playing in the 60s and in the 80s, and and uh, we have not seen them at all uh, in my lifetime. So, um, as far as coaching goes. And so, we, uh, we got a, a unique trip to go down there and, and got a win, which is fantastic, and then uh, – we actually got week three. We got up to Thursday lunchtime Thursday and got a call that uh, Trenton, who we were supposed to play during that week, um, was was going to get shut down for a couple of weeks. So we lost our game on the day before we were supposed to have it, and so got a got an extra day to prepare for Milan. And uh, and you know really felt pretty good about the Milan game going in. And and we had some really good opportunities early, and uh, then we just basically uh, lost all momentum. We had several chances. Sorry, I got traffic there, but uh, we had several chances to score early in that game, and and Milan, to their credit, was able to stop us every time. And so, um, instead of going going into halftime up a score, up maybe two scores, um, we're we're down a score at halftime. And so, you know, it was still a ball game, but a team like Milan, you know, if you've got opportunities, you got to be able, you got to you got to take advantage of them. And we didn't. And and Milan really took it to us in the second half and and put it away with some big plays. And so, um, you know, we had we had the the hard game with Mid Buck, we we felt good about some things with Midway, and then we lost the game, and then got pounded by Milan, and and so really we needed to we needed to right the ship, and we we really needed to get some momentum going again, and so um, to get things started at home, you know, um, with Putnam County, we were able to, to handle Putnam County um, and get some really good offensive production, and and really for the first time see our offensive line clicking and, and making some calls and adjustments at the line. Uh, the next week we saw um, Maysville. And then this past week, you know, we we went to polo and played, and, and in those games, it was really just kind of building off of what we saw in the the Putnam game, where our offensive line's really, really gelling, and, and, you know, we've we've been really, really fortunate that we're not injured, we haven't been sick, we haven't had any issues like that, and so the kids are really now kind of getting into the groove of, of what we're asking them to do, and, you know, there's times where I may screw it up with a dumb play call or something, but our kids are getting really good at at recognizing what the defenses are giving us and then making their adjustments and their calls. And then, um, you know, we're seeing the production on the offensive side, definitely pick up <laughs> defensively. Um, defensively, we're not going to be uh, the biggest, flashiest team by any means, but our kids play as hard as you could find. And, you know, I don't think there's a question in my mind that our kids aren't some of the hardest hitting, and hardest playing kids out there. And so, uh, ph- uh, philosophically, for me, it's, as the defensive guy, you know, wanting to to come in, it's defense is number one for me. We we've got to be solid defensively, play good aggressive defense, and then really kind of control the clock on the other side with our with our offense. So uh, these last three weeks, we've really been able to do both those things, and you know, we're going to need to be able to do that absolutely this week with South Harrison. It's just, uh, you know, it's another opportunity for a, for a state ranked team. I mean, I know South Harrison's going to be ranked at this time now after their big win last week and you know they're they're huge they're powerful and, and they're dominant up front and uh and our guys are, are really kind of stepping really wanting to step up to the challenge and see you know where we match up right now with with a little momentum behind us where we might match up with a uh, a state-ranked quality team and and it'll be uh it'll be a battle for sure
0: oh absolutely definitely um let's um let's get into more of like their um offensive defense for south harris so what can we expect from that game on friday
7: um really i think up front for them it's offensively they they're going to be much much bigger than us which is just kind of the story for the season but um we've got we've got to do a very very good job of not just uh lining up but of of paying attention to our option rules because south harrison runs a variety of different option looks um you know they've got a flex bone look they'll they'll run some eye and, and run some power football at you and then they'll hit you with some option out of that as well and it all starts with their quarterback last year he's um he's a fantastic athlete. I mean, he's, when he steps on the field, he's got to be one of the top two or three athletes out there. And So, um, you know, we've got to be, we got to make sure that we've got eyes on him at all times and really pay attention to what we're doing defensively as far as that option, because um, it, it's really easy to get lulled to sleep and then all of a sudden they pop you with a big one. And so we've got to work responsibility football all week with making sure we're taking care of um, with our responsibilities and not trying to do too much and just stay within our scheme. And, and if we do that, then, you know, we give ourselves an opportunity to, have some success and then uh defensively for them they uh they just overwhelm me up front they're very very aggressive Um uh, their size is an issue as it is but um though schematically with their with their linebackers they're very aggressive and then they've got good athletes on the back end so you know they just overwhelm you up front and with a team like us that really wants to run the ball and, and really depends on running the ball it's going to be a, a real challenge for us to be able to find you know, what's going to work, and, and we've got we've got our base stuff that we really want to see happen, and, and we love to play on the perimeter, but um, it, it's going to be a challenge to find a weakness in that defense for sure.
0: Well, Coach, I, I definitely think it's going to be a great ball game on Friday, and um, I want to thank you so much for coming on and taking a few minutes to to come on and join the podcast. I truly do appreciate it, and um, good luck to you and your kids on Friday.
7: Hey, thank you very much. You know, it was great to be on, and uh, it was a good opportunity to get to talk about my kids. Thank you
0: so much to Princeton coach Nathan Powell for coming on the show of um, South Harrison at Princeton this Friday night. Other matchups in the Grand River Conference include Polo at Milan, Gallatin at Triton, and then Maysville at Putnam County. That's going to do it for the second segment of our pregame show. Now we only got one more segment of the pregame show. We're going to put the eight man in the Kansas segment all together in segment three this week. Uh, so definitely we're going to be covering eight man football. We got some, a couple big matchups in the top 10. We're going to talk to both Devin Albertson and Anthony Crane, and we're going to run out all the scores and schedules in eight-man football and in the state of Kansas. Until then, take it easy, everybody.